1: Hey, Geekscape! This. Welcome to a brand new Geekscape, and this is a Geekscape special. We're going to be talking all about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I'm sitting down here with Ian Kerner. He's the expert on all this stuff because he's read all the comics, and he's got a pretty encyclopedic knowledge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that he can compare and contrast it to. And uh, just a warning: we're going to be talking a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, you probably don't want to listen to any more of this. And what are you doing listening to Geekscape? This movie's been out almost a week. You should have seen it by now. It's one of the biggest movies of the year if you're a geek. Uh, we're going to get into that real quick. I want to remind you that our sponsor is Loot Crate. If you go to lootcrate.com geekscape, put in the promo code geekscape, you get a discount on your subscription box. I've been enjoying my subscription box. Uh, I've got, I get a lot of boxes. I get the, uh, the big one, the DX. I get the regular Loot Crate. I get Loot Crate Anime, Loot Crate Gaming, Loot Wear. Uh, There's a ton of variety, go to lootcrate.com slash geekscape, check out what they have to offer, find the box that you like, and put in that promo code geekscape, and get yourself a discount on your uh, subscription. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, we wanted this movie the second we started seeing the credits for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, which I think up until Civil War was my favorite Marvel Universe movie, because it was just so weird and fresh, and... I loved it. It was weird. It had that James Gunn weirdness to it. Yeah, it was James Gunn.
0: Um, His signature was on it, and yet it was still Marvel.
1: Right. And um, so, obviously, we wanted Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's that kind of weirdness that I felt like Marvel started having a little bit of franchise fatigue for me, with everything seeming like it had the same tone as Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3. Uh, There were some cool pops, like Winter Soldier, but everything seemed to have that that Marvel Universe feel to it. They were definitely creating their own style and nothing really was going to... I mean, even Thor felt like it fell into the Iron Man, Captain America style of it. And it was... To an extent. And then it wasn't until Guardians that something just drastically went in a really weird and fun and loud uh, direction. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? I do, I do. And I I was like, yes, that felt really fresh. I
0: I thought the second Thor, in a good way, felt a little bit more like uh, some of the more recent things, though, you're not a giant fan of the first Avengers. No, um, most of us are. Hold this while I fix
1: your mic. Okay.
0: Okay, keep going. So, um, I think the, the most most of us out there, you know, love the first Avengers. Jonathan is the uh, the exception to that rule. Yes. And Thor: The Dark World, I think, had punched up a little bit. Of you know, I thought the first Thor, you know, gets a little bit slow in the middle. Uh huh. You know, when he's eating breakfast. Yeah, and he's just sure. running around powerless and all that. Uh,
1: um, yeah, it, you have a reactive protagonist, and you're just kind of wondering where he's going to go with it and right, trying right. to get his powers and back.
0: The second Thor, I think, is great.
1: You really like enjoy it. It, yeah. it feels truncated to me. Like it feels like it could have been better. Malekith kind of goes out like a punk when he's one of the greatest villains. I love that Malekith yeah, is yeah. a villain. Well, I, I, th- I think we did and one of these that on theme. that,
0: and you know, I mean, I do have my
1: issues with that. It's movie. very abrupt for me. Yeah, and yeah, I love yeah. the drama of. Thor getting his hand cut off and all that, that, that all feels very Shakespearean, which I think you mm-hmm. have to have in a Thor movie, which sounds seems fun, although Taika Waititi may prove me wrong in Thor 3, which it looks like I'm going to love, and it may not be Shakespearean at all, well, but, I mean, but, I mean, look, look, but the consequence say, of Thor's arm getting, arm getting cut off gets solved 10 seconds later, yeah, yeah. and I thought that would have been a really cool dramatic turn.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's not go on too much of a tangent about Thor the Dark World, the movie came out a couple of years ago. Sure. Let's say this about Ragnarok since the trailers, you know, happening right now, and I actually want to address how it did and did not, you know, tie into Guardians Volume Two. That was one of my disappointments in Guardians Volume Two is a lack of some kind of tie-in. Maybe I've gotten spoiled. Well, you do see the five teasers. Yeah. Oh, great! The we, game master, well, we in the yeah. yeah, Grandmaster, the Grandmaster is master. dancing in the credits. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I thought there'd be a little bit more to it, especially since Ragnarok has such a Marvel cosmic aspect to it. Sure. You know, um, I mean, but let's say this about Thor: Ragnarok is it's from what we could tell, it's basically the Planet Hulk movie we've been waiting for.
1: With Thor, and, in it.
0: And yeah, exactly. And that in itself, I mean, so they, they've given Thor the Silver Surfer role. Sure. You know, that in itself makes it promise to be so much so great. Yeah. Because that's the thing is, you know, I think we've hit a place where, and and arguably this is one of the problems that um, Guardians Two suffers from, but you know, there's such a rich history of, of Marvel Comics and they've been, you know, pulling from a lot of different some great storylines and most of the movies take from from a few different things and and honestly, Guardians 2 is lacking in that regard.
1: Yes. Um, so let's get into it. I mean, I'm going to say right off the bat I really, really enjoyed the movie. As did I. Uh, but the one complaint I have that's kind of a big one is that it is too long and it goes to the well in Milk's... The same beats and the same jokes that worked in the first Guardians, it knows we like them, it knows those jokes work, and it just keeps going back to them over well, and over again. How many times do we need to see Baby Groot return the wrong item? Well, wait, to wait, wait. It, it, it's more than it goes, it, it, go, it goes to them over and over again. It. You
0: know, the first movie is a very funny movie that's also serious. You know, it's and tone, this one is too. Yeah, yeah. no, but this movie, while serious, they went. So listen, in the movie, I was loving it. I was enjoying it. It's hysterical. It's so much fun. And yet, I've only seen it once so far. And my major concern coming out of it is I look back and I go like, all right, now I've seen those jokes. How good of a movie is it going to feel like seeing it a second time and a third time? Right. The first Guardians doesn't get old for me. You know, Our, our friend, oh, our, right our friend Justin Peter. and I re-watched it you know, last week before, before uh, the new one. We both looked at them like, yeah, I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. God, it's still great. Yeah, it absolutely great. great, and you know this is like it—it's joke after joke after joke. Um, the Baby Groot thing—I'm glad you brought that up. I'm literally sitting in the movie, going like, okay, they did this tag where I felt like they tried something in the first movie—this Baby Groot thing—and people loved it so much it became 75 percent of this movie.
1: That and the music. Yeah.
0: But the, it's like it's like the music it,
1: became a lot of it too. Yeah, the, the,
0: the Well, the music was it was it, it was a character in both movies.
1: Sure, but in this it's one, de- it's, very,
0: yes, very much its own character. So,
1: the, so playing the beats too long, like Yandu's funeral, feels like it takes a half hour. Like yeah. that feels very well. Wait, You want let's to take get this there. in order. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah get let, there. Let's get
0: there because I definitely want to talk about Yondu's funeral, but I, I think it, it, it should come a little Not bit that later. It, I
1: mean, here's the thing. I love all these character turns, mm-hmm. including Yondu's turn and Yandu's end and this and that. Uh, I warned you guys about the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but I loved all that stuff. I felt like the milking of that stuff took away from it.
0: Yeah. All right. So, so, so I want to address this, because obviously we've known for quite a while that, you know, Kurt Russell was playing Peter's father and he was going to be Ego. And for mm-hmm. the comic fans, you know, we were, I think we we're all worried Ego is his father. How does that work? He's now, a living planet. Now, now, now let me say this: ultimately, the movie did Ego right.
1: Did Ego? I really. That's one of my biggest positives of the movie. Yeah, I love the treatment of Ego, and I yes. thought it was so fucking awesome, especially with that climactic ending. Yeah, he was fully was the awesome. mad planet.
0: He's yeah. a complete dick. It was. It was great. You know, um, I loved it, and you know, down to and, and and really, the ultimate payoff wasn't just that. I mean, it was bad enough, and you know, him doing the whole thing about brandy. You know, and he left his mother and all that. And you're we almost like, oh, I guess he had to leave her. He had to go. But then it was like, when you finally find out, he fucking killed her. He killed her. You yeah. know, it was like, yeah, you know, this is just, he's a megalomaniacal dick. You know, and, um, but, but that paid off for Ego. All those bodies of that, there were all the other, you know, children he, he yeah. sent everywhere else. You know, I like that.
1: Kurt Russell's the villain was awesome. Yeah,
0: it was to me. It was a little bit weird. Why did he make himself human when it's not like he had a human to copy? I felt like I understood visually that you wanted to show it was Kurt Russell, but I felt like for every individual alien, he probably should have been that that individual alien. alien, Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I I think I think there was moments where they had some difficulty with how do you tell the story visually and quickly in 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 a movie. Whereas in a comic, he definitely would have just been that alien. race. And Visually, you don't
1: them. want to shake the audience by having these right. different forms. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Although I loved visually when he did start transforming. Let's throw it to Hasselhoff. Uh, yeah. I loved that they were doing all that. And it was clear that he can. So I thought this movie was actually really well written. Yeah. Uh, beat by beat, and I think that the twists and turns were really well written. It's that uh, that they come back to themselves so much that if some of that had just been truncated we would have had a movie that really clips. Yeah, And and it's not like Marvel can't make long movies. Civil War is a long movie, but Civil War clips. Like, Civil War really moves. I think one of the problems is, and I mentioned this uh, earlier when we were talking about Thor 1, is once they get to Ego, and really once they're done with escaping from the... uh, Sovereign. The Sovereign at the beginning of the movie, uh, Peter and Gamora don't have anything to do but wait. Like they're very reactive for the almost the entirety of the, the rest of this film. They're, right. they're completely in the first movie. They had to. Well, they, they had to. They the, had to get the, the stone. Is, it's not they, a, were, they were in this pursuit game. They the, had. They had the a goal. The issue is they, this had,
0: one, no, they had a mission.
1: Right. That's just it. It's. Literally,
0: they're just going along for the ride, and suddenly, oh wait, he's a cosmic dick. We kind of have to stop him. Oh, everyone else just showed up. Hey, guess what? Everyone we have to stop him. There you go. And that's it the wasn't very a mission. Of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a mission. It was just for oh most shit. Of the movie, here we are. I guess we, I guess we got to. Are we the guardians of the galaxy? Or are we just the guys that just oh we happen to be here? So right. well, fuck it. Let's save everyone.
1: For the for the majority of the movie, they are it, it's just kind of sitting there. Right. And meanwhile, you have Rocket. That's and that's one of my biggest
0: issues. Other storyline
1: that is. It's okay It's got a lot to do With the Ravagers And I feel like The Ravagers Have a bit of a, a, a I mean I feel like Yondu and Rocket uh, And Nebula Have a bit more of a plot They have got to escape From yeah. now, Nebula, Nebula's, face, Nebula's one of my a, Favorite
0: things about the movie Sure
1: I mean uh, Nebula and Mantis And all the yeah. new characters All the Nebula, quote-unquote New characters Nebula has characters a great, great arc Okay Absolutely um, well, She's not a new character no, but I'm but saying we the, new take, the new takes on yes, the characters. Because yes. and, and, and Yandu has a bit of more of a new take on him as well. Well, you, you well see a actually, I really want to talk about you that. You see a little bit more shading on those no, characters. No, I
0: really want to talk about that and, and the classic Guardians of the Galaxy. So, so here's <laughs> the thing. It's some, of the, some of the listeners might not know, but in the comics, the Guardians of the Galaxy that we know from the movies, they're not the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. In fact, they're not, not even around 10 years. No,
1: they're the Adam Adden- okay? ones. Yeah,
0: and the original Guardians of the Galaxy, which go back, I think, to around 1969 or something sure. like that. Um, they're, you know, they're characters that are, are just... Are, they actually originally appear in the present, but they're from the 30th century.
1: Well, Star-Lord is an old character. Yeah, he's and that Groot's old. an older character. Yeah, I mean, like, Peter Quill's an older character. In yes, those yes, kids, yeah, yes. But no, no, well, but, but well, the iteration well, of the team, well, right? all
0: of the characters in the team Guardians of the Galaxy have been around for a while. Right, right. Okay? But they were not the Guardians of the Galaxy. No. The original Guardians of the Galaxy were these characters that were... They were basically fighting, you know... An alien race, the Badoon, that used to be a big Marvel alien race. Um, and they were fighting in the 30th century. And they ended up, various stories they did where they came back to the 20th century and they interacted with the Defenders, the original Defenders that you know that they're using the font for. Mm-hmm. But they're it's telling Dr. different Strange. stories. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, and, and the Avengers, and the, they did the Korvax saga and all this stuff. Um, and then ultimately they did some time travel stuff with them and they took the name. Um, so, in the first movie, Yandu was there's a character Yandu from that group of guardians who is that same, same kind of alien. The you know, it has the finned archer. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. finned and, archer. And, and, you know, and they said, all right, they weren't going to do the whole time travel thing, so they did that. Well, essentially, in this movie, we pretty much get all the others thrown in there. So, and apparently, all the old ravagers are actually the original
1: guardians of the galaxy,
0: which is kind of cool. It, it's cool visually. But it's also a complete, like, it's just not what it is at all.
1: Um, well, it's not not what it is. And that is one of the tags at the end of the movie, that you see that this they were a team originally.
0: But... Again, it's... Because you see
1: Michael... Cl- uh, not Michael... Cl- uh, you see Ving Rhames' character, Michelle yeah. Yeoh's character, Sylvester Stallone's character. You see them all kind of at the end in right. that tag being like, hey, let's, let's round back up again. Right, again... again old and, buddy and all
0: that is... is, is it's, it's a visual Easter egg because it's not... They're not those characters That's They a just have the a name. Yeah, but, but, but it's... What I'm saying is There's that... There's a backstory there, though. There's but, a history to this Guardians galactic universe. Yes, but, but they weren't known as the Guardians of the Galaxy. They were the Ravagers. And, I mean, maybe they'll become a new one. And that's sort of the idea that that's what everyone thinks is going to happen. My personal opinion, it doesn't really make sense to cast Sylvester Stallone for something that, you know, they're planning to do a movie, what, would be six years from now?
1: We don't know that. Well, they could be cameos forever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Right. I mean, does that necessitate a new movie? Or does it just necessitate them teaming up with the current Guardians? James Gunn has said that the the volume three
0: will be this cast... And a, a volume four would be a whole new take on Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone thinks what he means is is these characters. And you know, oh, I hear you. They, they cast you know known actors. So you're saying I, a
1: Ravagers movie would be out of the question?
0: I'm not saying it's out of yeah. the question. I, I think that well, I think the Guardians of the Galaxy volume four would be the Ravagers movie. Right. You know, um, I was a little bothered. You know, like okay, great to see Michelle Yeoh, but I had no idea who it was. Looking at, I had. A, find out from other sources later that, oh, she's supposed to be Alita, which right. she just looked nothing like it. So I was like, okay, that's all right. And then the mainframe one, I think right. I sent you that link where it's like, you know, it's, um, you know, Miley Ray Cyrus doing a voice of, you know, it's a computer's head instead of a giant, you know, robot. <laughs> so I've right. known that was mainframe. Okay.
1: You know, so it was a little odd. But, um, but anyway... The, I love the, that you know all those old Guardians and you grew up with them and you really appreciate them. and yeah, 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 I
0: do. I mean, I, I was not a giant fan of... You know, they, they got their own book in 1991, I believe it was, and I was not a giant fan of that book. I had read all the stuff before then, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's some stuff where they went a little further with it. Um, you know, in and the, the book wasn't out that long. It was only only around a few years. Yeah, it's but, one
1: of those books that like yeah. Ghostwriter. So they have the sporadic runs, but they never had right. that definitive run. Right, right.
0: Um, you know, the current Guardians came out of that Dan Ab and Andy Lanning, you know, um, they really did the Marvel cosmic first. They started with Annihilation. Annihilation actually, it was yeah. the prelude to Annihilation. They did a bunch of miniseries and that's really, you know, Ronan's been around forever as a bad guy, you know, he was Cree with the Fantastic Four. Ronan
1: the Accuser for the yeah, first yeah, movie, yeah. But, and
0: then they, they kind of ran with it for a while. They actually made him noble and a good guy for a while. The Annihilation Wave made a lot of characters good because they were just getting invaded as everyone came together. Sure. And the Guardians were born out of that stuff, you know. Um, But one of the big things of the previous cosmic stuff Marvel, you know, had was you had Adam Warlock, which we got the tease of that again here. Um, There was another thing that bugged me. You know, one of the great Easter eggs in the first movie is you see the cocoon with the collector, and everyone recognized it from
1: the comics. As him's
0: cocoon, him without Adam James Gunn
1: said was a mistake.
0: But he, he just said he, he didn't say it was Adam Warlock, right? Okay. I mean, that's what the cocoon is, right? Visually, that's what it was. He just then decided not to use it, and that bugged me. You know, my my feeling was when I look at it, I'm like you know, I think it would have been a lot, way too much exposition. You get a little too tied down. To have had, oh, the collector had the cocoon of this character they wanted to come be birthed from the sovereign.
1: Not to say the sovereign didn't take that cocoon and make their own well, Adam Warlock. Or well, 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 more to the point, right. you know,
0: in, in the comic world. But you're making stuff up at that point. Yeah. yeah. But, but with comic books with the shared universe, you'd have, you know, it would have been a writer had written that cocoon in knowing that, you know, they had an idea and then they end up on another book and they run with it and they would just write in some backstory where there was a collector and they just use it and. It doesn't feel too wordy or any of that, because as you're reading, it's a comic book, you know, and the exposition's fine, but, you know, on the big screen, the, it it's, it's a, makes it a lot more convoluted to tell that story that way, mm-hmm. so it was a lot easier just to do your own cocoon. It's just, it's almost like it's an Easter egg that meant nothing, and you're actually going to do the character without using it, is a little
1: disappointing to me. Are you looking forward to an Adam Warlock? In a Absolutely. I yeah. want Adam
0: Warlock. That's why I loved that Easter egg. Right. So I'm just a little disappointed that it, it wasn't that. Again, you know, he's created the Sovereign, he created Aisha in a different way because Aisha came from her, which was, you know, his opposite number, so, you know, he's, he's doing his take on it, you know, and, but, but I really, when I look at it, at this movie, I go, well, he didn't have this in mind originally, he came up with something different afterwards, you know, so,
1: you know, that, that bothers me a little bit. You try following up a volume one that's made a kajillion dollars, it's a lot of pressure. Of course, and I think he, it, it, it's not—it's not, it's not,
0: it's not, it's not even a giant criticism as much as it's just. Listen, you know, he had the ability to say, "All right, I'm not written into corner. I get to just change it if I want. And ignore right. what I want to ignore," you know. And for, for continuity's sake, I, you know, look, I'm, I'm a comic book geek, you know. I, I want the continuity to line up.
1: Sure, you know, that's all. Like it's—I mean—in the comics, it sometimes doesn't do it. And we're gonna, You're right. We're gonna have to accept that in the cinematic.
0: Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it leaves something lying out there. But as I said, when you have the same writer, the same writer picks up the threads and move on with it. You know, sure. Jim Starlin. You know, does you know a couple issues of Iron Man. You know, and creates Thanos and Drax and characters like that. And then ends up doing a book. You know, called Adam Warlock, and he brings those characters in. You know, and you know. And, he's adding and, to them he's revising yeah, them yeah but you know what's often happened the, the best way that in these shared universes both Marvel and DC that the, these these things have worked out with the story and history is because the writers moved on different books and they've added to the mythos but they, they bring in ideas that they had previously sure you know that, that's how it's usually worked and you know and, and that's a little bit tricky at times you know with the Marvel properties being a little, little split around which you know leads to another thing to talk about this movie you know um one of the tricks of the Cosmic Marvel stuff has been that Fox owns the Fantastic Four and they have certain characters. So it was exciting to see the Watchers.
1: That was one that I tri- I said, wow, that's on the Fantastic Four contract? Okay, got it. That was very, I My loved understanding,
0: the and you know, what, what Kevin Feige said is that there's certain things that it's shared. Right. They can both
1: use them. If we get to it, we get yeah, to use it. yeah. I thought I thought the, seeing the Watchers was I, was. I mean, there are a lot of highlights in this movie, and a lot of things I really enjoyed about this movie, and the uh, Watchers is definitely one of them. Well, you know, the
0: fan theory for a long time has been that Stanley was a Watcher. Being a Watcher informant was a little weird to me. I would have <laughs> rather he was actually was a Watcher and he, right. like, morphed into it or something. Sure, it ends up a little like, or you did the first thing which was in the movie when, right. excuse me, when Rocket's doing the jumps. Having the tag later and having them leave him was a little too cute. Sure. The first one could have just suggested he's talking to them and you're not really sure. He's just hanging out. You know, like maybe, maybe one he's one of, one of them, maybe he isn't. But going to the place that they left him behind. He's
1: also in a spacesuit, <laughs> Right. But but it's like, well,
0: what is he? Because it he's doesn't... He's Stanley. Yes. It doesn't actually explain we why he it. is everywhere, you know? So before you could think maybe he's a watcher.
1: He's so Stanley. He is the architect of so much of this stuff. Of course. I'm so down with Stanley. Just no, out great. the watchers. Um, well, I know we said this. Baby Groot seems to be in that seventy-five percent of the movie. I, I don't, wait, wait, I don't wait, wait. want to come off as saying that I don't didn't like. No, Baby I know, Groot I know. But lot, we, 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 and we, I could have. And somebody complained to me that oh, it was our friend Adrian. He said that uh, he said that uh, we missed did, that did, awesome did, fight at the beginning of the did, movie. Dude, you,
0: you, you, you're sucking me away. No, because we weren't done with talking about the original Guardians, and, and it's important.
1: Right. I just wanted to say. Fine. I could watch Baby Groot. Dance. Same for another all twenty long. minutes. And, and
0: actually, actually to t- talking about what you said about what that fight scene, We've that seen fight well, no, I my, love my, that my, dancing. My, my feeling was, all right, they kept the, the hard focus on Baby Groot, and I'm looking forward to seeing the movie again to try to just not look at Baby Groot and look at the fight scene <laughs> I can't do it, you know? But, but you no, know, I, I, I loved it. it. I was so it was so awesome. It was watching really Baby charming Groot. and amazing. Yeah. It was no bottom line. Super it, Baby cute. Groot was awesome,
1: when and you know, and I'm looking forward to Teenage Groot. What? Can't take him crying.
0: Oh, it's horrible. The baby
1: Groot is crying. Dude, it's I was nice sitting place. there
0: and they were, they were messing with him and pouring booze on him. I was like, I want them all dead.
1: <laughs> and you get what like, you want. Like, just kill them. You know, to the movie's credit, you're going to no, get what you the, want. So, so the, the best thing is when Baby Groot takes his eye. Yes. Oh, is that awesome. And Jerry uh, Duggan did that as well. Gary Duggan did that as well. Uh, yeah. Jerry Duggan did that yes. as well in the, the comic. One. yeah. Um, so, so sorry. I did sideline you because I did. I did want the Geekscape to get this far, thinking that we didn't enjoy this movie or one of the most popular part of the parts of this movie. which is Baby. Groot. Baby Groot's but, awesome. But it's hysterical.
0: It's fun, and and actually, Baby Groot represents a very fundamental um, aspect of the movie, which is this notion of fathers and sons. Sure. You know, and you know, and obviously the fact that well, Ego wasn't a father to Peter. But um, Yonda was. was. Yeah. And what's sort of interesting is, I think that most of us, this revelation, in this movie that came to the movie, we knew this in the first movie. If you weren't sure before, you definitely knew at the end of the movie when Yonda smiled. Right. You know? Right. He was never going after Peter, he was never going to hurt Peter, he was always going to look after him. He had to put on a show for his men. Mm-hmm. You know? He was proud of him. You know? And. I thought that was actually one of the things I, I actually really liked that it was such a
1: pivotal moment in Yandu's life to decide to save people. And a Peter. lot of people cried at the end of this, and they, and, and they, they played it really well. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm sorry I derailed you. We got back to a Ravager, we got back to an original well, Guardian. Well, no, it's fine. It, I, I, I've it.
0: actually now brought it back around full right. circle by com- coming at it the other way, That's which is to say that, so, you know, we get this notion that Yandu broke this code, and what the code was, what we come to find out, you know, he was dealing in, in kids and it actually all tied together in a kind of nice interestingly. Cons- was
1: the kid only Peter no it was he, all of those he brought all the kids oh that's gross and he,
0: and, and they, right. and he killed them all
1: well that was his well, crime well well, he killed
0: all of them but Peter
1: right but you're saying Ego killed all of them
0: Ego killed them but yandu yes. knew what was happening gross I mean maybe he didn't know the first time he right. knew after that he was delivering children who were gonna want,
1: gonna be exploited at the least. But saying no to a celestial sudden like instant death, right? Like we get that, we get that, we get that. Is that, it? It's,
0: well, it's an instant death in the moment, but
1: you could say yes and then say fuck that guy. Right, but but, but you get that Mantis is like almost this abused uh, well, I want, servant to ego, right? I want to, I want ego, to discuss right? Mantis, yeah,
0: but but, but 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 let's finish the Yondu conversation. Okay. So what he did was beyond wrong. Right. I mean, and he, every reason in the world to be shunned for it, but fine, he, he hit a place where he went, I'm not doing it anymore. Not this one. Right. You know, and, and seemingly, I mean, apparently it was the last one, you know, as far as we know, there weren't any more. You know, he never brought that one. Um, it's sort, I'm, I'm not sure I seem to have a sense. Maybe it took Ego a little while with each of those kids. To see, or maybe he knew right away they didn't have it. They would get there, didn't have it, and he killed them.
1: Sure. I mean, how do you know that Peter doesn't have it until he actually holds the stone in his hand? And, and right. He doesn't know until it, right? Peter gets there.
0: Well, but, but he got a reason to think he had it because he heard. You know, sure. you're, you're saying this, the Infinity Stone. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the moment. Well, and I do
1: love that this movie does come you know a month or two through it's pretty fluid after the first movie mm-hmm. like they have a more of a history with each other they it's some time has passed well like they've been on missions they get each it.
0: other and and that that's the thing that i think that that opening scene and it's out of focus but you really mm-hmm. get to see that they're working together right you know for they, better they, or worse yes <laughs> they,
1: but they understand well but that's just it cuz Drax is like i killed but, it. you know they're not totally it. communicating well
0: one of my biggest issues with the first movie was what's their power set? What are they going to lend to to the Avengers? You know? I was, if you recall, something that really, really angered me was two scenes with Gamora in the first movie. The first, when she meets Peter Quill and they actually fight hand to hand. No, Peter Quill cannot fight Gamora hand to hand. Right. And then, when on the kiln, she's taken prisoner. Because again, why do I not see, you know, defenestrated, you know, people and, you know, I'm full on, you know, Star Wars, armless, like, it just should have been blood everywhere for these guys even trying to touch Gamora. Sure. And at least in this movie, we actually got a sense of a strength level because she picks up the cannon off the ship and fires it yeah. at Nebula. And I was like, right, that's Gamora. So I'm like, you know, so literally, once again, I'm going like, you know what? Well, never mind those two things in the first movie. Screw that. <laughs> right. You know, because, no, because Gamora's majorly badass and super strong. You know, she lends a lot to, to any kind of fight. You know, so that's an important aspect of her. And, and likewise, Drax. So, you know, in this movie, Drax is just some random alien who happens to be very literal. And again, I understand that his actual backstory could be very convoluted, you know. Um, Drax has an interesting connection to Mantis in the comics, you know, which is that Drax's original story, his name is Arthur Douglas. Thanos basically got, you know, just... Puts him put, in his body.
1: Or what's no, he no, no, he no, no, no.
0: No, um... Um, what's his name, Mentor's father. Um,
1: You're going to have to do this on your own, pal. Yeah. Uh, and I'm having a, a brain
0: fart. Um, the founder of Titan, um, who was a, basically a celestial being, he was an eternal. Um,
1: and Thanos is the mad Titan. Thanos is Titan, the mad Titan. Or...
0: And um, knowing that Thanos is this great ancient force. Thanos basically came to Earth and, like, Destroyed a car. Sure. There's a family in it. And the little girl lived, but the, the husband, the, the parents get killed. And Arthur Douglas is, is the husband. He gets resurrected. And okay. His spirit's imbued in this engine of destruction, Drax the Destroyer.
1: That's what I meant. He so, gets put in this box. Yes, yes,
0: he, but, but not by Thanos. But oh, okay. Anyway, so the point is that, um, so that's his backstory. And then so if Drax for years has existed as he just has to kill Thanos. It turns out the little girl. Um, is one of two potential celestial Madonnas who's supposed to eventually marry like these plant people, call and, <laughs> the kotati and comic books, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets t- a little she, weird. She's t- taken to this. You know, she's trained by these priests of Palma, <laughs> what and she develops. Fuck? She develops these great mental powers, and she becomes Moondragon. Sure. Who is an Avenger? The other potential celestial Madonna is Mantis, mm-hmm. who also develops mental powers and de- has the you know, antennae. So. What they've done with Mantis in the second movie is the same thing they did with Drax in the first movie. Instead of going to any of the backstory, the fact that they both are actually human,
1: they're just other aliens. Yeah, there's other aliens you know? that have a backstory with yeah, him. Yeah. Well, he has a backstory It makes him a little
0: less special, which bugs me a bit. I mean, with Drax in particular, he's a strong guy, but in the comics, like, for ages, Drax's destroy was Hulk level. Right. He, that strong. You know, then there, he went through a metamorphosis and he's a little less strong. still pretty up there. Okay, so that bothered me a bit. But, you know, in this movie, I think that, you know, they're definitely playing up his strength in this. You know, um, they definitely played up Gamora's strength and seeing them fight, you know, a giant, you know, tentacle monster thing which was so chemical. very James Gunn. Yeah. You know, that creature. Like slither, there was, yeah. Exactly. There was so much slime and creatures in this movie that was so James Gunn and that was fun to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoyed that and I see, you know, and, and I even see that they've evolved into they're trying to do good things, Rocket's still stealing. It's not what the rest of them were about, you know? So I, I think there's, there's been this great evolution in this. You know, we stepped away from it. We started to talk about the father-and-son theme. We're talking about it with Yandu, that it was clear that that was always there. You know, it was Yondu's redemption, even though his other ravages didn't know it had happened. Um, and ultimately, so we get, we get the recognition that that existed with Peter and Yondu, but also the whole point of Baby Groot is we're ultimately to see... That, that same kind of relationship exists between Peter and baby Groot. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of there at the, you know, towards the end of the movie, but the moment you really understand it is when you see teenage Groot <laughs> yeah, with, with his Peter. his shavings. And, yes, <laughs> and, and at that point, and Peter can speak Groot. Yeah, yeah, he
1: can you know? speak Groot.
0: And, you know, and you see that, you know, and, and I think all, it's almost like in that moment, Peter realizes that he has this responsibility
1: and that's the relationship and he's going to be that guy. You know? Well, Yondu's you know made a good impression on him. the one uh storyline that is I think being saved for volume three, the relationship storyline was rocket and peter they're still kind of they're really at each other's necks early on, yeah. and they you know the group literally splits up but but they make uh, a statement that that's what family is yeah, and towards the end, you see that you know i always I kept waiting for Rocket to save Peter, but it definitely makes much better sense that Yandu saves Peter at the end of the movie and does the heroic sacrifice, et cetera, et cetera. See, uh, but, see but, but, I, I, but I want to talk about that. We will. But um, at the end of it, Peter and Rocket are okay. They're not resolved. Yeah. And, and I like that. that, that that's going to carry into, perhaps it's going to carry into I think, I think I carried the, the next nightmare. Avengers movie, or maybe it's going to carry into, for sure, Guardians 3. Well, That well, so they have this relationship that's kind of on the outs, but I mean, they've got to work together. So it's
0: important to acknowledge that they, they set this movie in 2014. Um, soon after the first movie and I think there's and how do we know that? Because in the opening they say it's 1980 then they say 34 years later Okay, great And I can add
1: Cool so, I, 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 did, I, yeah. I didn't pick up on the 34 years later Yeah,
0: they say 34 years later Oh, cool So I think that's important for two reasons The one baby Groot to teenage Groot Sure um, Clearly the next time we're going to see them a few years are going to have gone by I think the other side of it, or I 'm hoping that we see Nebula one off on a mission, I think in infinity war it's going to be picked up, well she 's been doing something all that time towards getting it back at Thanos Sure, so I think there's going to be that we'll see if there's going to be anything more have developed between Peter and Gomorrah by then.
1: Was Mantis her turn of character? was her, Mantis her softening, or was she always soft? That's a Gomorrah question because you see Gomorrah definitely softening to Peter towards the end and during the movie. Is that because of Mantis' influence? No, I don't think of no. Mantis' influence. You think I th- I th- I th- No, always... I, I
0: think Gamora saw Peter was about to die and she recognized what that loss meant to her. Um, she's someone completely closed off. She always has been and she's taken her time to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, look, you know, Drax said it well. There's those that dance and those that don't. <laughs> right. And she's someone that definitely doesn't and he's wrong.
1: Right. He's, he's, he's wrong on, about her. You see it in the end credits.
0: Yeah. You do. Right. But but seriously. And I'm, see, I'm with you, you, brother. You see with Peter, when she's on the verge of dancing with him. No, she, it's there, she's just never been someone that has danced before. Right. So she has to open up to it. Um, I'm wondering, I don't think they're going to go there, but you know, in the comics, Adam Warlock was her lover. She's actually introduced in, you know, in the Adam Warlock book and they were together for a very long time. You're the thinking
1: comics. there might be a potential for a love triangle there?
0: You know, You'd think so, but I, I sort of my, my feeling is they're not going to go. there. I don't think they're going to have time to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're not going to get Adam Warlock until, you know, volume three. And it, what
1: threat it, could he pose? That that's the question. You know, because he's a hero.
0: Well, yes and no, but.
1: Well, describe describe him for the who don't know Adam Warlock. That that, that,
0: that that's very involved. Um. <laughs> there's versions of him that are bad you know when he you know his potential future self the Magus that he actually fights a lot Um, he's very much an adversary to Thanos he becomes Thanos' ultimate adversary eventually he's a huge I mean Adam Warlock is such a good guy that he's the one that you know in Infinity Gauntlet you want to have the gauntlet yeah you know I mean he's this pure soul and you know and he has the soul gem for a long time so they're not doing that They're not doing any of that, which is, you know, I don't want to say it's problematic, but it's, you know. Well, we
1: don't know where the gems are going to end up after Infinity Gauntlet. We don't know where they're going to end up
0: afterwards, but we do know he's not going to play a part in that. And he's a major aspect of of the comic.
1: But if the Infinity, if the soul gem ends up with him after Infinity Gauntlet and after Volume 3, then that would all make sense.
0: I mean, that would be interesting. Well, I mean, but, you know, he had it before and after Mm -hmm. in the comics, but that's fine. This is a new thing, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. A new thing built on an old age. He was also created by Earth scientists, you know, to be the ultimate human, and, you know, and he evolves a couple of times. He dies many times. He resurrects. Uh, There's a lot of aspects to Adam Warlock. Um, The main point is that he's extremely cosmically powered, which is, I think, definitely the setup we have here. Right. At the very least. You know, whether they'll do some kind of love triangle or not in it, we'll see. You know, um, in the comics, has never been a romance with Gamora. I think they're taking a note from the books and they've started to try to, you know, intimate it a little bit. You in know. the New Guardians books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they had, you know, Starlord with Kitty Pride for a while, so now they've ended that. So I, I think they're probably going to try to go there. But, you know, the other thing is that after, long after Adam died, Gamora got together with Nova, mm-hmm. which in the comics, you know, we see the Novas in, in the movies as just this police force. The writer Nova, yeah. Yes. In the comics, the Novas were a cosmically powered police force who flew around because their helmets gave them this you know, power and they could fly around and fire energy blasts and all that. And one of the greatest Novas ever, who happened to be from Earth, who was pretty much the leader of all the forces against the Annihilation Wave, basically set the standard by which the Guardians were formed. Basically, Peter Quill is one of his generals, who was under Nova. And once nova is gone Peter
1: kind of steps up Right
0: You know So that's go, go, Ryder?
1: What's his name? Richard Ryder Richard Ryder And, so, and he's just returned To the comics In that last issue of Nova Or two well, issues ago You have Hay and Gamora Meet yes. up again And she's like Where were you? Yeah and, because the, He no, was the, in the Cancerverse He was and, in the
0: Cancerverse They were very much involved Yeah Very much involved for Yeah a while. You, get,
1: you get that yeah. Two issues ago in, in Nova's Which I love I think that book's awesome yeah, It's great I love the Nova Yeah it's the great The Nova book yeah yeah, you know, world mind shit. If you're not but, reading it, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, and especially for people that you know, I mean, if you're not reading it, and you've read the stuff in the past. You're really missing out. Yeah, it's a really and it's, great. And it's just a really good book. Anyway, you have a
1: younger Nova, you have a Hispanic Nova, which I'm a fan of, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, the Richard Rider Nova coming back, but he's got he's he's got some ties to his quote unquote demise. Like death isn't going to let him go so easy, which is kind of a cool storyline. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, it's but good. you also get that history with Gamora in it, and. Yeah. Um, Okay, so so here we are in this movie. You wanted to talk more about the Yandu aspect, well, or so, the so
0: so. Let me say this: what you got? I, I was disappointed. You know, I get the idea of sacrifice, and but did Yandu have to die? Could you know? Wouldn't I'm it, Mary Poppins, y'all. Would, 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 awesome line. Wouldn't it have worked just as well. Rocket had time to tell them. Couldn't they have shown up and saved him, and then he still redeemed himself? Right. I mean. Even I just hear what you're saying. as much as I had the complaint that I felt that it was just a visual Easter egg to have all of them together and say, Oh look, it's like the original Guardians, but Yanzi was missing. hmm You know? Like for that reason alone I was upset. And they
1: atomized him. He's not necessarily coming back. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you but, saw him atomized. Right,
0: right. But I'm saying that, you know, uh I I, I was I was bummed to see him go.
1: Right. I was too in a and, lot of that's because Michael Rooker was such an aw- he, he's he, he great. he was awesome. And you know,
0: and and what, what what one of our friends had commented, you know, actually, you know, um, our friend Justin had said is, you know, he felt that the first movie had, you know, a, a good tone with, you know, comedic aspects and all that, and serious, and you know, kind of a fun ending, you know, and then this one kind of went the other way. It was like it was so, you know, so much about comedy, and then the end was suddenly so serious.
1: Very melodramatic, yeah. You know, the Pac Man like, thing was funny. Hysterical. Yeah, but you're talking about the ending between Yondu and. Well, he- Yondu dying and then the sure.
0: funeral, which went on for quite a while, and you know, okay, because they had to do you know the colors. Yeah, they're you they're, know? they're, they're tugging
1: like, at you, man. They're yeah, it was
0: at like that. kind of bummed me out. I mean,
1: it was meant to bum me out. Sure. But and, and I get. Listen. Is this an Empire Strikes Back ending? Is that what they're going after? It's not an Empire Strikes Back. ending. I know, ending. but you know, Empire ends on a downer.
0: Um. Yeah, but then you get the tags, and they're fun. So, yeah. so it just isn't. You it know? just isn't. I agree um, with you. But I, I think ultimately the idea is that they wanted there to have been some stakes.
1: You know. Yes, so we can't go against a, 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 well, a, a, a world like a, literally an all powerful like Beyonder type character right. and not have some well,
0: loss. Well, here's the thing that you know, wouldn't have rung true. You know, you, you made the point earlier, and I and I really like the idea that the lack of mission was the problem. It can't say that the story didn't have stakes. But the first movie felt bigger to me, and it and isn't the, bigger. The stakes were introduced late. Yeah, but that's just it. The stakes in the first movie—well, you can argue, okay, one planet's you know at risk, but ultimately, other plants have been at risk afterwards, right? Right. So it, it's pretty big. Um, but the stakes here—I mean, it was life everywhere, including it's Earth. Which obviously, we care about Earth. Um, but they did—they—they they, they were like, "Oh, we stumbled into this. Oops, what's going on here?" And you know, we weren't on
1: a mission. Um, we were sitting around We kind of have to deal with this laps. Yeah I think know? it's the The introduction of the stakes Came so late in this movie That there's just no sense of urgency Driving the film Right You have a sense of urgency In that first movie Because right off the bat You're like Okay he shouldn't have that stone And he's ready to piss on Thanos You right. know what I mean Like he's right. like like, like, you, like you get You get that, that he is A badass. In this one, you don't get the threat for a long time. In fact, the threat is purposefully hidden from you for a long time. Yeah. I mean, revealed in And by that time, the engine hasn't started to go yet. Yeah,
0: it's interesting that you have the Sovereign pop up again as antagonists at the end. And yet, you actually see that they're one of the planets that are getting killed.
1: Yeah, it's almost... You
0: almost want it to, like, shouldn't they have actually smartened up and and helped a little bit?
1: The Sovereign, I mean, they're kind of played for laughs from the majority. Right. I don't think you ever take them seriously as an enemy. You're know, told grant, you need to. You're well, told you need to because they're a giant swarm, um, but the fact that, A, they're all basically a giant video game. Well, that part's B, hysterical. It's, it's ho- totally hysterical. However, both times,
0: both times they're only beaten
1: because it's a deus ex machina. Uh, this time, they're... Okay, so yeah, Rockets', so rockets assemblage of, that, of, that, of the machine, the drilling machine, doesn't wipe out all of them. Does it when he gets like all the lasers on the drilling machine to fire at once right. in all directions? That doesn't necessarily do it. Right. Does it? Is that how they killed him the the, the, the second time around? The first time they were killed by ego. Ego shows up. Ego shows up right. and they're quote unquote killed. They're really just their machines are killed. Right. In right. the, the second one, he's not lost a life. In the second one, was on it mind. an all powerful blast or was it the drilling machine getting like laying all the lasers out at once? Um, I thought Rocket had. I thought Rocket had amplified the drilling machine for one last blast. The drilling yeah, machine ma- explodes. Drilling you think machine. they're done, but they land on the ground. Yeah. Now you do want to see it again. Uh, no, I do want to see it again.
0: Um, I want to see it again just because it was fun and, you know, and it, there's some things I want to look for in it again. You know, I, I, I listen, so I Kurt as Russell I said, is awesome. Kurt Russell is awesome. I, I want to see it again j- just for that opening scene. Mm-hmm. You know? I love Baby Groot. Yeah, cats, it, it's great. Um, listen. We have a lot of um, nitpicks, you sure. know, about it, but I think overall we, we both enjoy the movie. Agreed, you know, and don't come out of it not liking it.
1: Yeah, there's some mixed stuff in there, but hey, I'm really glad this movie exists, and I'm glad yeah, that people yeah, really enjoy it. Yeah,
0: I just, I just feel that, um, as we said, I think you know, you, you hit upon it uh, perfectly. There was a lack of direction to it. What I did like, though, is I did kind of like that here they were. I liked that, you know, the whole point in the original mission to the Sovereign was about getting Nebula. Uh-huh. You know, there was a mission there, and then they got interrupted.
1: Well, hey, yeah, Rocket stole some batteries. Yeah, yeah. But that, because, that is then, his character. And that's perfectly Rocket. And then, you know, the <laughs> ship
0: goes down, and the reacting ego shows yeah. up. So, so, so that sort of worked out well. In from, Rocket
1: taking out the Ravagers was fucking Awesome. Awesome. That awesome. was great. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it.
0: Why does Yanda destroy his, most of his ship?
1: Uh, why does he self-destruct the majority of his ship I mean, it was he's, cool he's already to, taken out most of the yeah. right.
0: Like, there's one left so instead of just killing him he just destroys his ship. Surprise! Was it supposed to be that well, now they don't have enough people to fly it? Sure. Maybe? No idea. I didn't have that sense. I mean, it looked that's really cool question. visually to pull out you know, the one piece from it but that's I do not cool, know why he did
1: it. Yeah, that's a good question. I was like, "Why are you
0: destroying your own freaking ship? <laughs> You've
1: got a giant ship. why don't you just get rid of it? You may yeah. need that later on." Yeah, but they like, do just kind of eject the front from the ship and let everything explode, just so you can have a joke that Taser face I mean, yeah. is being laughed at. <laughs> I mean, the Taser face stuff was awesome. Taser face stuff was hysterical. <laughs> did, did you notice Ben Browder? Which one was he?
0: He's the sovereign's right hand.
1: That's cool. That's awesome. I mean, I, 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 Aisha. You you had, and you had emailed me and or texted me earlier saying Ben Browder is it, Ben Browder is in it from. Farscape fame uh, I'm going to have to Double check again Now I have to see The movie again Yeah That's cool Oh I mean it's him There's not
0: even a question That's awesome I can't believe You didn't hear his voice I mean it's him in gold but... Considering
1: Guardians of the Galaxy Actually is Farscape <laughs> Many then, ways yeah That's really cool That actual Farscape Is in Guardians of the Galaxy Yeah uh, So um, What else is left? What do you think? I mean the, the, we, we both enjoyed the movie We right. both have our Oh, so so let's talk. So you
0: know, how do you think this rolls
1: into Infinity Gauntlet?
0: Well, well, before we even go there, so I was a little bummed as I said, I thought there'd be a little bit more of a Thor connection.
1: Yeah, we talked about that because Thor: Dark World. The trailers seem like it's just. No, I'm saying. I mean, it seems like it takes place in this Guardians world. It absolutely does,
0: and so Ragnarok. You know, I figured they'd give us some kind of Easter egg. You know, I mean, you know, how do you know we didn't? Well. <laughs> we, we don't necessarily know it didn't but you know we see Thor and some of this is in there you know I think the way what's happened with a lot of these easter eggs is what's happened is and I, I was reading an article about this recently they're filming the next movie and they go okay we want to put something in so they take something cool maybe they move something up in their filming schedule yeah. to stick it onto the onto the previous movie that's how it usually worked like that. that's how they did um, Thor the two. Thor tag Thor, on yeah. Iron Man 2 sure you know, and they went, "Oh, you know what? We found. Let, let, let's just film this little piece from you the Thor set instead of Iron Man Yeah, I so, so that, that's right. how that's usually worked. Um, I mean, could they have easily connect? And you know, listen, it's different directors, so there's really different creatives involved. So it's understandable when they don't have that. I mean, they could have. And they're shooting in different parts of the world. Exactly. I'm saying, you know, there's a lot yeah. of ways that they could have thrown a Ravager on onto Sakar and you know, I mean, there's things they could have done. They didn't. Should I be disappointed? No, but you know. Ultimately, it does become a little bit more about, you know, she said, how's the time to Infinity Gauntlet? You know, or Infinity War, I should say. Um, they referenced Thanos. We didn't even see Thanos? Right. I mean, after the first days. movie, we were absolutely positive that a big part of the lead up to Infinity War was going to be in this movie.
1: None of it. How is it that, I mean, maybe in Thor Ragnarok we're going to get more? Yeah, or maybe it's all going to be in Infinity War. Right? Yeah, like, maybe Infinity War is going to be an introduction of big, bad Thanos threat, and we're just going to be going to the races in the entirety of that movie. And I think the only reason why I think there's
0: anything wrong with that is I, I feel so strongly about the fact that, you know, initially Marvel had all these movies that led up to Avengers, and here we are, and we're kind of in that same place. We want these movie, you know, movies to lead all, up to Infinity War. All the way back to to, you know... To the beginning, right. it's all leading to this, right? Right. You know, with, with these stones, with these objects of power, you know? And, I mean, that, that's generally our big complaint with, you know, what DC's doing wrong, is it doesn't feel earned. It does not. You know? So, at the same time... But I don't think at, this is bad. No, no, no. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's important that the movies be able to stand on their own and not be only about that. Infinity so, War might. Right. But so, so that's what I think what Marvel's done very cleverly, and I think the best use of the Easter eggs is for the Easter eggs to really be about just that. And it's always, it's always interesting to me. You see people walking out of the theater at the end. I'm like, well, the movie's not really over. But when the Easter egg's only about the next movie, it's fine. Like for, for Thor The Dark World There's two Easter eggs mm-hmm. Okay One is for Guardians Doesn't yes. really matter You know Other than for Guardians And really If you think about it for Infinity War Because right. it's the idea That oh they're bringing You know One the stone of the stones together The stone to together. the collector Right The other one Was actually The end of the freaking movie Because he goes back to Jane mm-hmm. If you didn't stay For the very end And see he goes back to Jane You have missed a big part Of the movie Yeah Right So I, I thought that one Was kind of interesting In that sense um, but I, I do think it, it's sort of a fair thing to go, all right, we're going to keep that stuff, you know, in the tag because it doesn't necessarily matter for this movie. You know, I, I think that's fair. You know, it's, it's interesting to see in the end of Doctor Strange, you got the Doctor Strange being a Ragnarok, get that little snippet in that. Yeah. Okay. But again, you get, you know, at the end. Well, that's for Doctor Strange.
1: And too. Doctor Strange will be in, what you say that last part?
0: Mordo at the end of Doctor yes, Strange yes. is for Doctor it's Strange for Doctor Strange
1: But that, you got the but, tag for Doctor Strange to be in Ragnarok. Right. He's going to have a piece of it. We don't know that the Ravagers, the original Guardians, quote unquote Ravagers, aren't going to be at the beginning of Thor Ragnarok. We don't know any of that stuff. That's true. We don't know that. We don't know any of this stuff. Um,
0: I would love that. That'd be cool. Well, well, again, so Thor Ragnarok ostensibly is three years after this movie. Okay. So can can we get some of that? Yeah. I don't think we're gonna get that. Oh, yeah, I don't said, think we're gonna get any guardians. That, I actually yeah, don't think I don't we're think gonna get that's any gonna guardians at all. But, um, but I, I mean, we're obviously getting
1: Hulk. We're gonna get a little Doctor Strange. We're getting in Thor, Thor is an established Avenger, and Hulk is an established Avenger. Right. If any movie was gonna lead into, well, well it would the, be that. By the way, movie.
0: that's the other question: is do we know? Are we getting them in in the in Infinity War? I think, from what I've heard, there's been some shots like late in the movie. That, that Thor and
1: Hulk may not even be in there.
0: Well, I, I think the idea is the big question at the end of Civil War is what's next. We know we get a right. Black Panther movie, but are we going to see Cap's Avengers and Tony's Avengers separately? That'd be cool. You know, is that what it is? You know, are we going to get some of that in Black Panther, or is that what's going to happen in Infinity War? I, Everybody's
1: think- got to come together in Infinity War, Ian.
0: Well, that's the question. Are they going to all come together in Infinity War? Or is it going to be set up together? Like end Batman has to be
1: together? in it. They've got to put Batman on the team. So the question is do they come together in the movie or do they come together at
0: the end of the movie and setting it for the next one? We
1: kind of got it when there was a part one and part two. There's not a part one and part two anymore. They're right. So that's the question.
0: But they are only a year apart.
1: Sure. And they
0: filmed it back to back. And the
1: second one is, a, is, is not an Infinity War movie. It is an Avengers movie, just not an Infinity War movie. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Um they have purposely—they've said that we don't. They're not telling us the title because the title's a spoiler.
1: Cool, I'm down. I'm down. The so they ca- know the title. The death of Captain, Captain America. They're purposely holding it back. The death and recasting of Captain America, in half the characters. No, <laughs> well,
0: it's—it's it, not recasting. It's the question is—is is it going to be Winter Soldier or is Yeah, it Winter Soldier Winter?
1: takes over. Falcon takes over. You know. Right. Right. Um, okay. So, Geekscapus. We both really, really enjoyed Guardians, Volume 2. Uh, we can't wait until Guardians, Volume 3. Luckily, we have a Black Panther movie, a Thor movie, coming out in November, and we've got this huge Avengers Bla- Infinity Black War Panther coming up. Black Panther is... I'm not sure. I know they're shooting it now, but I wouldn't be surprised I if I think was. it's May of 2018. That's cool. And oh. Infinity War is? Like, um, like, the, like November, December of 2018? It's taking the Thor
0: no, slot? No, I think it's late summer. I okay. think it's like July.
1: Of 2018, yeah.
0: I believe so you're getting
1: so. two Marvel, yeah. You know, dude, Ian, we've got Spider-Man. We Spider-Man coming in
0: eventually.
1: July, yeah. No, so it's it, it, a it, celebration. It, it's
0: three. It's three Marvel dude. movies this year,
1: and we get, so excited. And, and
0: Captain Marvel's next year, also, isn't it?
1: So excited, geeks gave us. We live in a golden age. Uh, the Sovereign will be happy. That we infinity, all live or in or a or golden, it, golden infinity
0: age. Infinity War is it 2018 or is it 2019, 2020?
1: Ian, I I, I know I get confused with dates now. All, all I, I know is, is I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Of course. Uh,
0: well, ultimately, you know, you made a statement about the Marvel movies having the same feel, and I, I think that at a certain really point they really started—they really started differentiating. You know,
1: Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, wait, wait, Can't wait for wait that one either. You, you know,
0: I, like I always say, the Cat movies are perfect because yeah. there's no flaws in them. Um, <laughs> there isn't. There, I mean, that first one. The first one is everything it should be. Bucky what, what, what should what not
1: the, have fallen in that damn train. Bucky should have been in that ending. Bucky in that ending would have been much more epic than Bucky falling off a train. He wasn't even supposed to be fighting from. Gabe caught Zola. Gabe went to the front of that train and put a gun in Zola's face and he was in. There was no reason Cap and Bucky should have been fighting through that train. That was silliness. I'll give you that. It still works. You know?
0: It works. It does.
1: Are you okay? I want to see the Red Skull come back. Yeah, where is he? How sick would that be? I'm dying to see him come back. Where is he? And I would have loved to see Bucky fall from the plane at the end. Of course. Because that would have been... That would have just been the ultimate sacrifice... That's what you want to see. ...against the big bad. And he would have had a reason to fall out of that plane. Instead of falling off a train, he shouldn't have even been on in the first place because the strategy was bad.
0: And why didn't Cap say Hell Hydra?
1: T- okay, yeah. Now we're going to talk about that Nick Spencer stuff. Uh, Geekscape, if you want to hear what I thought of... Uh, of um, Secret Empire, which is the comic version of the whole Captain Wreck has always been a Hydra agent. Listen to an episode or two ago of Geekscape where we get into comics quite a bit with comic retailer Mike Wellman, and he, he, that is a pretty comics heavy episode. You used to talk to me about comics and Geekscape. I did. We need to get you on there. You need to come down to the new studios. You haven't invited me. Okay, you will. Um, we loved this movie, but uh, we loved it like a family member, flaws yeah. and all. Sure. Um, Geekscapists the the, That's the way the Guardians love each other That's the way the Guardians love each other uh, Can't wait for the rest of it uh, Very happy with this um, Thanks for listening guys That's Ian giving you all That you can handle as far as Guardians goes I think we're going to meet up again on Wonder Woman Oh yes <laughs> um, I'm excited for it I am too I hope people are I, I, feel hope like, I think people ass. are starting
0: to talk about it and get into it
1: yeah, well, the marketing campaign started to roll out. Yeah, so I'm excited I mean, about like, that. Four weeks out, and suddenly it
0: hit. <laughs> I, I the day before, I was literally saying, "Are they marketing this movie or not?"
1: You would think that maybe there's problems with it. Uh, we will see when we're Wait, sitting in the seats. Problems with a DC cinematic universe <laughs> movie? You know what? I hold out hope every time I pay for that ticket, and I'm paying for that ticket because I want to. I want a good Wonder Woman movie. Uh, Geekscape is, Ian will return in. The Geekscape Wonder Woman special. Till then, just keep listening to us every week. Because
0: we're not doing Alien
1: Covenant because you're not even going to see it. I don't know, man. I'm waiting for the reviews on that one. <laughs> uh, but for sure, Wonder Woman. I mean, we're doing those comic movies well. We're doing those comic yeah. events well. And dude, we got some Defenders coming this summer. Oh yeah. So Geekscape is keep listening to us every week. Uh, tell your friends to subscribe. Share it with your friends. We talk movies, video games, and comic books and TV. Every week we've got E3 coming up We've got Comic Con coming up If you're going to Comic Con Come by the Geekscape booth Say hi to us We'll throw you some free stuff um, And just keep spreading the Geekscape love We're not recording in the Westwood One Studios right now Because this one is with Ian It's a special But we'll be right back in the Westwood One Studios next week uh, For more Geekscape goodness uh, Thanks Ian for coming Thanks for talking Guardians with me And thank you for giving me a little perspective And I hope you guys learned something just like I did Uh, We will see you guys next week. Over and out.